Welcome to the latest episode of Pit Pod. And today we're covering two episodes because we have two episodes this week and it was absolutely exhausting. The Women Tell All on Monday and Fantasy Suites on Tuesday. Murph, which episode did you prefer? Um, I definitely preferred the Women Tell All. Uh, I do not love a Christian sex storyline. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. So mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed the the Women Tell All. Richard, what about you? The Women Tell All just had so much more to offer us, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yes, it, the, the ending of, uh, you know, of the Fantasy Sweep episode was insanely impactful. But on the other hand, it was only, you know, for an hour or so, you know, the last hour or so, whereas The Woman Tell All never stopped. That's so true. The Women Tell All opens with Sierra telling Shanae, call me a bitch to my face, Shanae. You won't because you're a little bitch. And Loved it. A title, Iconic. Yeah, just a tidal wave of insults directed at Shanae. And it really sets the tone for the whole episode. Like, this is what we should be expecting. This is what we will see. And Jesse Palmer starts to introduce everything. And you just like coming from a public speaking background, me, like he has practiced this in the mirror 10,000 times and it shows. And it was just (laughs) funny to watch. Like he's good as what he, he's good at what he does, but he definitely doesn't make it look effortless is what I'll like. I'm I'm like, yes, you are in host mode. (laughs) So, yeah, definitely got that feeling too, for sure. Like, it wasn't like, like, Tasha and Caitlin, oh yeah, they're reading from a teleprompter, but it was like, Jesse stood in front of a mirror and just recited his lines, and then still didn't look human. Jesse introduces the women, it's, these are the women who made it to the women tell all. And remember, these women are chosen, not everyone is chosen. So it's Claire, Kate, Hunter, Jill, Elizabeth, Marlena, Cassidy, Kira, Eliza, Shanae, boo! She gets booed. Sarah, Lindsay, Mara, Sierra, Genevieve, and Teddy and Serene. So they start out by playing a highlight reel of the drama. A highlight reel of all the drama. Yay, Allie! Yay! Oh, that wasn't too late. Oh my gosh, Allie. Yeah, you got here way sooner than I thought you would. We barely started. It's cool. I, uh packed up all my work stuff, even said it out loud so I knew I remembered everything, and then got home, ate dinner with my family, went to get my fun computer for this, and realized it was at Ryan's. How far away does he live? Hour-ish. Oh uh, my Yeah. So they play a highlight reel of all the drama, and Kate is the first to chime in, and Kate chimes in a lot this episode with a lot of zingers. I was really surprised. Paradise. Really successful Paradise Audition, I think. Really, yes, a really impressive Paradise Audition. Kate, and- the only person who wore the red corset dress before Mara. Oh, yes. So Notably, true. the only thing we know about her. Notably, yes. Oh, no, and that also, she's a real estate agent for like the Selling Sunset uh, Oppenheim group. So I know two. Uh, Kate says, Shanae, were you locked in a closet as a kid? Because that was pretty dark. This is, I I hate to be that guy because she does deserve it. But this is the first of like a very, very set of aggressive insults to Shanae over the course of this episode. It's a whole lot. Some of which were funny, but some of which, like, were out of left field. And I don't mean that to say they weren't, like, deserved, because some of them, I mean, most of them were. But, like, a lot of them were really, like, what I'm trying to say, basically, is that you're right, and this seemed really random as an insult. It did, and I agree that this is one of the insults that I didn't laugh out loud at, because I'm like, haha, she is childhood trauma, and that's the joke. Like, when you, like, like break it down, it's really kind of just kind of, like, not something you'd want to joke about. But blah, blah, blah. They move but on. Also, like, sorry. You know, not everyone who was locked in a closet as a kid has, tri- like, is a dick. 
Yeah. He's like, what are yeah. you talking about? Harry Potter was pretty cool. Yeah, Harry Potter's locked in the closet. He turned out really good. Author, not so much. Yeah, no. No. Maybe she should have been locked in the closet more as a child. <laughs> um. So they move on to Claire, and Claire admits she was bored and took advantage of the open bar. I'm like, so finally some honesty. It was fucking hilarious. It was really funny. Her whole also, I, I forgot she existed. I know, I hope she's on Paradise. Literally, would... did you guys remember this entire storyline? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Because I was like, same girl, same. I mean, notoriously, I have a bad memory, as you all know, but I did not remember. And I thought it was hilarious. Kira accuses Cassidy of playing a game. And we hear the word game several times this episode. Just saying. Kira asks Cassidy, did you even get to know Clayton? Because you were sucking his face most of the time. Which is funny because Kira didn't get to know Clayton at all. In fact, I didn't even remember her. I at least remembered Kate. I'm like, Kira, Kira, who could have been a producer plant, had a lot to fucking say. Yeah, Yeah, 100% producer plant who was promised by her producer with a trip to paradise. Yeah, absolutely. Why was she there? And I'm not trying to be obnoxious, but did she have a storyline? There's always that one night, one person, you know? Yeah, but they had Claire. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) At least Kate was, like, actually somewhat in the mix of... Kate was uh, episode three she went home wearing the iconic red corset dress that she let mara i remembered borrow yeah but she at least like kira actually apparently made it a week further than than kate and i still don't remember her what well that's because she's a person of color so she didn't get any screen time kate kate was eliminated week two wow yeah no week three eliminees were elizabeth kira and uh Molina. Damn. So I just didn't like this from Kira. Like, you were just sucking face with him the whole time. It's like, yeah, you can get to know someone while making out with them. It's it's possible. I don't like yeah. it. I mean, also, like, Kira, did you ever even kiss the man? I know. I'm like, you're just jealous. And, like, some people just have different, like, love languages. And Cassidy's is clearly touch. Dude, I respected Cassidy so much when she was just honest and was like that's how I get to know people in real life I see if there's a physical connection and, and then I get to know them and I'm like bitch yes I love you <laughs> and also like men say that kind of shit all the time and they're people are totally cool with it uh Mara said I mean we all saw him and he looked good at one point and I was like what are you talking about yeah I was like girl what was it the like sweatshirt under a fucking literally dress. i have the same note oh my god was it the three-quarter zip sweaters under blazers that really did it for you it, like, it truly it was was it the converse sneakers so they kind of go after cassidy a little bit and cassidy makes a good point she says it's unfair to continue to harp on that i was disrespectful to the girls because unlike a lot of you who aren't getting the same accusation i didn't have a single negative word to say about anybody in any of my interviews i mean she's not wrong i know she's not wrong and i'm a little surprised maybe they edited your interview so we didn't see that (laughs) but he was right like she had the opportunity to be like this girl's was coming after me and i don't like her and this girl's coming after me and she's not here for the right reasons but she didn't do that that we saw Um, Mm -hmm. good point they show a grayscale flashback to the conversation between cassidy and sierra and this is a really interesting moment because i suspected this from the beginning but watching it again confirmed it that this is not the actual scene that they are uh, conversing this story in um there's a part where cassie kind of turns her head to the side and you see her lips moving and doesn't match what she's saying at all um and then when so they play that clip to jog everyone's memories of Cassie and Sierra talking and Cassidy talking about her friends with benefits or whatever and Sierra starts retelling the story and says Cassidy said this guy wanted to do nasty things to her and I'm just like first of all who the fuck cares second of all (laughs) not shaming also at least in the clip she didn't say that no and I find it so funny 
that Cassie tries to tell Sierra, where was that in the clip? Didn't see that in the clip. And Sierra gives her a look like, bitch, you know, that wasn't the real scene that conversation happened. (laughs) And I thought this was so funny. Cassie be like, oh, did it happen? Then let's consult the tapes. Cassidy literally was like, see, we totally have the receipts. And Sierra was like, are you you, seriously? Yeah. She's like, producer's (laughs) on my side. I know. Oh, God. And then we get the best, I think, honestly, the best one-liner of this episode, which was, that shit was good. Oh, sorry, that dick. That dick was good. I wasn't going to cut it off unless I was engaged. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, you have a 1 in 30 chance of ending up engaged at the end of this. Well, and like a certain other podcast always says, you're more likely to go home on day one than you are to get engaged. And also, like, if I'm having a friends with benefits and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go on a reality TV show. Uh, If it doesn't all go well for me uh, when I get back, uh, we're going to smoosh, okay? Okay. Like, what's wrong with, like, setting up a fuck buddy when you get back if it doesn't work out? Like... So Kate agrees with you. She says, I have a hot take. I personally don't think it's that unforgivable to have someone on the side. To me, the worst offense you did was coach Shanae and turn that bitch into Frankenstein. <laughs> so I really- That I how, agree with. I do agree with it. I hate how much like the word bitch has already been used in this episode and then just continue yes. to be repeated. And I just like, I'm through with that gendered insult like it just does not come off well at all in any way and I also think like a lot of the women's issue with um Cassidy was that they were calling like nobody else was being mean to each other to their each other's faces and all you have is like what the fuck is that noise oh sorry the cat oh my god um all of a sudden you have like this one girl night one just saying like move bitch like I say bitch to everybody like it is a thing and it's something in my friend groups I kind of like let people know or ask if they're comfortable with me like saying bitch because not everybody is okay with somebody they don't know referring to them as bitch even if it's not in like a a really mean way but it's like bitch get out of my way like a lot of women will take that and be like no I don't like that totally exactly I don't think it's an accident that um the women of color were the ones having an issue with it. So they start going after Shanae at this point. And Lindsay says, being around Shanae was a lose-lose situation. If we were polite, we were two-faced. If we distanced ourselves, that we were bullies. And she says, I now realize that you are the bully. And from the bottom of my heart, fuck you, Shanae. You can rot in Ohio for all I care. Um, <laughs> from I would the like to. By my heart. Sorry, from the bottom of my heart, fuck you, is going to be my next cross stitch. If you'd like one for whatever holiday you celebrate, please hit me up. Not kidding. Allie, you should send one to Lindsay. Like a small one. Honestly, if she is the one who wore the boots, which I'm not 100% sure about, I'm obsessed with her, so. Lindsay's the one that looks like an actress whose name I cannot pinpoint. Okay, gonna need you to be a little more specific than that, Mark. She's the blonde one, right? Well, yeah, the blonde. There the blonde, yeah, the white blonde one, that one. Yeah. Um, no, but I would like to say, on behalf of the state of Ohio, uh, we don't fucking want her here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Remember what, after Ari season when Minnesota was like, "We ban Ari from entering Minnesota. We hate him." <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> iconic. That's why Minnesota's great, y'all. Shout and well-deserved. Yes, well-deserved. Hunter also says, Shanae, you are the most disgusting person I've ever met. I'm like, you? <laughs> okay. I didn't hear that until you said it just now. But that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible in the moment or whatever, but that's fucking funny. There is a part of me that fantasizes about telling my worst enemy, you are disgusting disgusting human being (laughs) like do i think it's deserved because of what she did probably not unless they're talking about the adhd thing which they they didn't bring up yeah so like because of all the shit she did on the show who cares yeah i do 
even in her hot hot seat Shanae doesn't get asked about like the ADHD comments which is really frustrating but when she's walking up to her hot seat we hear Genevieve say her ass looks terrible are you wearing a diaper which not needed dude that was like let's not yeah that was way too much. You don't need to fucking body shame her as she gets up there like that is not okay in any context. But oh, I did want to say that my theory, and I shared this on the Discord already, but my theory about why she said, are you wearing a diaper, is I think Shanae might have been wearing some sort of shapewear with like a butt insert in it. So her butt maybe looked bigger or something. Which, like, even worse, because, like, you know this girl then has a body dysmorphic issue or feels some sort of way about her body that isn't positive. And now on national TV, you're making fun of something that you know she... Like, it's one thing about to, like, bring up all the shitty things that she did in each episode. You could literally name it, unlike her unable to name anybody's lies. Yeah. you didn't need to again punch up don't punch down and that was absolutely down punch down yeah not and that's the thing like she did so much wrong shit that you can talk about instead yeah like like the adhd thing like that wasn't talked about right like okay if you're saying all these insults like i just on blake hortzman's podcast he mentioned or one of the hosts mentioned that they thought they included stuff like this so that we would have a little sympathy for Shanae so they can bring her on to paradise. Oh, I mean, which they're clearly doing anyway. Yeah, that sounds right. I believe Balake. For sure. Um, So Elizabeth and Shanae kind of talk it out. Nothing gets resolved. They mostly talk about how Shanae was had like this false representation of their friendship and blah 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 nothing gets sorted out Sierra says you are a narcissistic gaslighting biatch and like, she could have gone with the like girl boss gatekeep gaslight whatever and she went with biatch after she just got over saying she didn't want to be called a bitch but at least she said it to her face. I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah, it yeah, it definitely is confusing. And these two go back and forth about Shanae being a liar, how she lied, when she lied, trying to get her to admit she lied. Oh my god, it goes on forever. But I was honestly very shocked when Jesse Palmer invited Genevieve on stage for the hot yeah. seat. I was also, like, also when she was looking at um Elizabeth there was such pure hatred in her eyes it was insane so Elizabeth has 53.7 thousand followers good for her okay has (laughs) 23.2 good also before we go back to uh Shanae I just want to say that when Cassidy said to someone uh I'm going to forget your name because you look like everyone else here. That was hilarious and true. And I felt it in my soul as the and resident. I don't know who anyone soul. is. These and also- that is how you punch to the side, my friend. That is absolutely perfect coming from the blonde bitch who literally looks like everybody. Yes. That was like, that's how you make a joke. Mm-hmm. It was great. Fabulous. Loved. Yeah. Cassidy, she has her issues, but she's also funny sometimes. Yeah, I fucking like mm-hmm. her. I don't know. Shanae says that after she was eliminated, she went back home to grieve. She couldn't sleep. She couldn't eat. But after Genevieve got eliminated, she went back home and fucked, quote, Aaron from Katie's season. And my question is, how much money did Aaron's publicist pay to get his name dropped on the show? Because, <laughs> like, you cannot buy this good of publicity. This was so stupid. When she did this, I was like, this is... You know what? Dumb. Shanae went home and grieved. She was grieving her literal PR disaster that was going to happen. She was literally thinking, holy fuck, what do I do? Or, or, what sad things can I think about to cry at the woman tell all? Like, the only thing she was grieving was her ego. Did you all talk about the not Clayton Eckerd Chiron 
Um, it's funny. Uh, before we continue on the shit show of a women tell all, we'd like to specifically highlight that Jesse Palmer had a Chiron, uh, and for his Chiron, it said not Clayton Eckerd. Also, Jesse Palmer, thank you for listening to Pit Pod. I appreciate that you liked and interacted with my tweet. Oh my God, Jesse Palmer, biggest fan of Pit Pod, self-proclaimed biggest fan of Pit Pod. We love you. Obviously. Sent we popcorn emojis and everything. I can't believe she said she was fucking great. Like, it just was so ridiculous. <sighs> I, oh yeah, I hated this. And Jesse Palmer, like, feigns shock and awe. Like, as if he even knows who this fucking person is. And he's like, <laughs> wait, do you mean Aaron Clancy? And I'm like, bitch, you never met him. Jesse was absolutely living for the drama. Did you see the light in his eyes? I there's a picture I, a screenshot I took of him that's in the like the Discord where like the captions are like Shanae screaming and he is just smiling ear to ear. He's glowing. He's yeah. glowing. I mean that is what I tweeted at him and he basically Give him was the glow. Like, yeah. yeah, he's like true. <laughs> you know what? He he is fully ascended to Dark Lord Dumb, and I think in a very different way than his predecessor, but in a very good way. I would say he is a chaotic king, not a devilish demon. Ooh, I like that. I really think this whole thing revolves around Shanae being super jealous that Genevieve has a good relationship with people in Bachelor Nation, and she doesn't get that because she's mean. Truly yeah. Because like, yeah, absolutely. She's she like, said, nobody invited me anywhere. Yeah, she's like, you are hanging with Bachelor Nation, like, or something like that. I'm like, oh. So and clearly, clearly this girl has issues with, like, friend circles, because that's her whole thing with Elizabeth. It was like, you weren't my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so Claire is one of, I thought it was really funny that one of the few people to come to Genevieve's defense here. She says, without any evidence, that is completely uncalled for. And I'm like, even with evidence, it's completely uncalled for. So yeah. Like good for her. She hooked up with somebody. You go, girl. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Obviously like is jealous that she's not getting the Bachelor Nation love. And yeah. she made her bed. She's slaying in it. Sorry. Cassidy notes she's disappointed in Shanae for not taking the opportunity of her hot seat moment to apologize and make it right. I thought, I thought this was funny, Cassidy. I mean, she's not wrong, but like... Yeah. They cut to commercial before Sarah's hot seat, and Genevieve and Shanae have been fighting this whole time, right? Genevieve is smiling so big. She is so delighted she got a hot seat. She literally does not look phased by, like, the Aaron Clancy accusation at all. She is smiling ear to ear. But there's also just something so rich and so validating when somebody is just, like, so crazy and you're just, like, everybody's on my side. And oh my I didn't even have to do anything. Like, there's just something so powerful about that. And I felt that for her. Absolutely. So we come back and it's Sarah's hot seat. Allie, what did you think of Sarah's hot seat? I was so uncomfortable for a lot of it because a lot of what Sarah is claimed to have done was behind the scenes and we didn't really see it, right? Right. So I feel like her biggest issue was that weird Mara situation. Um, Then there was also, you know, Clayton saying she fake cried, which I always kind of thought was bullshit. But then we got into this weird five minute literally period about did Clayton cry? And I was like, who gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. I did literally the whole time. I did appreciate how later on Clayton's like, hey, okay, this isn't about how I cry. Men can cry. That's fine. <laughs> but but to be be clear, I, I didn't. But I did not. I feel like Clayton definitely doesn't think it's cool that he cried. Oh, <laughs> he totally doesn't. He's like, I didn't cry. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you cried punches you in the face he's probably like you cried bitch bitch yeah i had something in my eye it's allergy season allergies yeah <laughs> it was volcano ash it's like okay so i didn't take like any notes on sarah's hot seat alley i thought it was pretty boring do you want to say Truly, anything? that was the whole thing yeah no that it was, was like it. you suck did clayton cry you lied and then it was like who cares why is this a big deal and then we got to teddy 
Exactly. And Teddy's hot seat was also boring, but I feel like she just got a a really a really good bachelorette edit. I'm sure I'm not sure she'll get bachelorette, but she's definitely going to paradise. But here's high sand placement. Yeah, I would call it a first sand edit because I I feel like it's so clear that one of the final three is gonna be batch. Yes. Well no, she's second sand, unfortunately, I think. Who's first? It'll Give be us Gabby. Your order. Three. Give us your order, Richard. It'll be Gabby and then Teddy. Murph, what did you think Me. of hot seat? Did anything stand out to you? Which hot seat? Teddy's hot seat. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, the fact that Clayton's brothers are in her DMs. Oh my gosh. The brothers are denying this, so I would also like the receipts. But Clayton's not. Teddy's- so move on. One Eckerd in my one Eckerd boy in my lifetime is enough for me. <laughs> so Serene gets the last hot seat, I believe. I think I just realized that they the title card. Well, I don't know title card, but the title like image, the season image that they used of like Clayton and someone kissing in front of a sunset. I think that's him and Serene. When they were showing us the shots of their Galveston date, they did a shot that looked exactly like that. So, okay, and then Clayton comes on stage. Boom! Um, Clayton Habit. So Sierra was doing the most in this episode, and I mostly loved it, except for when she immediately inserted herself right here. This was the only part where I was like, "Girl, can you let Jesse say one thing? He's getting paid for this." What do you mean? For those um, who didn't watch and who are just listening. So Clayton basically sat down and Sierra immediately started y- I, I don't know what she said to him. I'm um, a, I'll let you talk, Clayton, but <laughs> <laughs> she, she basically was like, how dare you? Which is valid. I was yeah. just like, can you let <laughs> Jesse at least introduce the man? First of all, how dare you? Second of all, where did you get the audacity? Clayton kind of put Shanae in her place and I really liked that I mean Clayton says I believed you I thought we had a connection to see the fake tears to see you playing this game game again you manipulated the women and you manipulated me and Shanae says you asked for openness vulnerability honesty and I gave you all of that and Clayton's mic drop moment is I trusted you, I believed you, and it was the worst thing I could have done. I feel like maybe the next episode is like the worst thing. So Yeah. But all the girls are like, period. I love <laughs> All the girls were also like, Clayton, shut the hell up. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that was good. That can stay. <laughs> and- they're like, all right, fine, but also F you. Yes. And then Sinead, but Sinead for once is left speechless, which thank God. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> only Jesus. comment that seemed to actually affect her that she was Guys. Um, so Clayton and Sarah have a moment as well. And Clayton drops the word game again. He says, it came across as you were playing a game to your benefit to, to get them all to leave, to eliminate the competition. And it made me question my relationships going forward. If anyone else was playing that same game, it put me in a bad spot mentally and where I started to question everything. So I want you to know your actions had ramifications. We get it. This man really thought the producers were his friend. That's how stupid he is. I don't really know what else to say. Dude, they put him in a season. They protected him. They did him no wrong on that season. So he had no, he's never, he's not in the pit. He doesn't know. So he, yeah, he just thought that they were his friends and it was the worst thing he could have done. On that note, I have a fashion recap. Woo! Yes! Oh, um, perfect timing because i wrote are sarah and genevieve wearing the same dress but in different colors (laughs) so a lot of people this season have been wearing the silk slip dress so the silk slip dress i guess is the fashion mvp of the season but i'm not happy about it um it's also paired with those horrible earrings that we all hate um claire 
who I did not remember her storyline until she showed back up and was very happy about it, was wearing black. She looked great. I love her hair. Kate was in red, reminiscent of the corset dress that she wore that we notoriously loved. But also Mara was Mara was wearing it's Mara, isn't it? Mara was wearing the red corset dress. So that was fun. My best dressed was Marlena in a neon green suit type thing. I loved it. It was iconic. Yes, I love a suit. Finally, I'm pretty sure we said this like in our chat or something. Whatever last Bachelor season there was, you're like, why the fuck is no one ever in a suit, like a power suit? Yeah. (laughs) Marlena is my MVP for this episode. I Mm -hmm. love her. Oh, oh, Clayton also confirms he never cried while talking to Sarah. So, like, really important, you guys. <laughs> Clayton really wants you to know he only cried when he fucked up his entire life. Yeah, okay. Those are the standards. Which we then see. Okay, but I, I, I will be reading this entire quote from Marlena verbatim because I'm obsessed with her and she's my MVP and she gets her quote read. So Okay. So Marlena says, Clayton, in your defense, honestly, I've dated toxicity. I've been with toxicity before, and it's hard as hell to distinguish toxic and what's really for you. And I've been in that situation. And me and me and you have had that conversation about dating narcissists, right? Like, do I think Sinead is a narcissist? Hey, at the end, you're navigating dating 30 people. And I couldn't do that, honestly. Hats off to you for navigating it the best way you could navigate it. And that's my two cents. And Clayton smiles and looks like Marlena just like pulled him out of the way of a moving car or something. Clayton really was about to pull Akira. I'm like, is he going to propose to Marlena right now? He was about to be like, (laughs) you're single at the end of all this. So uh, where are you going to be this summer? Yeah, Allie, Allie, tell us what Kira does. Kira decides to get a second of screen time with her seriously uncomfortable looking like choker necklace stabby thing. And she says, <laughs> hey, you know, I don't know how the season ends, except clearly I do at least a little or I wouldn't be saying this. It, you know, like if you're single, I am also single. <laughs> Yeah, it was. They like make someone do this every woman tell all. Yeah, hate it. I hate it. I hate it, but I also loved it for Kira because I was like, get that two seconds of screen time, girl. That's true. Like, if anyone had to do it, I'm glad it was someone like Kira, a hot dog. It should have been Mara, and I would have cried. Exactly. And then we get a blooper reel, and I didn't even realize the blooper reel at first because it was just kind of very tame. There's like a big champagne pop. Clayton dropping poutine from his mouth. My favorite one was, and it's only half a second long. Clayton like pulls Rachel too hard and (laughs) pulls her to the ground because it's such a forceful like tug. And like I wanted to watch it like five times, just over and over again. I should make it a GIF so I can just loop it again and again. It's my favorite. (laughs) I love that you're committed to saying it correctly. I always say Jeff. Yeah, I think Gif sounds dumb. Sorry. My I think you're wrong, but I think it's cute. Yeah. No, I I can't I can't even bring myself to say it the other way. <laughs> yeah, so then Clayton says it would be nice to take a look back on Jesse's time as bachelor. And Jesse, I okay, I think he knows that, that they were going to do something like this. And it's obvious to me because he does like a wait a second wait a darn minute what do you guys got cooking up for me yeah and i'm like oh my god spare me jesse but he the one time that he does look shocked is when they start playing the clip of him saying the wrong name of the rose ceremony (laughs) and he puts his hand to his forehead and just goes oh no it's like he forgot his season like, and this might have been his first reminder in a while. Is this from the Dark Seasons? No, it's not. Check. Okay. Yeah, I thought this was so funny. Like, because I obviously have never, I've never had the energy to watch Jesse Palmer's season. <laughs> I've watched some of the older ones, but not his. So it was fun to see him mm, and ah uh, and 
the out the dresses oh my god the dresses were so funny it was a good moment in the show very very aughts so yeah that was the best part for me when jesse palmer's like oh no i am never gonna live this down and you are correct Clayton and Jesse are wrapping up and Sierra interjects in a very producer. It is obviously producer driven. I don't know if you agree with me, but she says, I just know, I just know deep down in my heart, this is, this was producer driven because she says, what did these women do to deserve being subjected to your kind of behavior? And it's just like, and then Teddy chimes in and these women, two women were obviously just given the clear you know, to be like, okay, you're going to inject, interject when Jesse Palmer says this. And then Teddy, after Sierra talks, you're going to say this. Teddy says, well, I'm in a unique position to know a lot of things as well. And I just want to say, I hope you're okay. Somehow <laughs> this, I hope you're okay, also sounded like an F you a little bit. They did this um in Pete, Peter's season two, Pilot Pete. <laughs> they had Caroline on Ari season at the Women Tell All. And she's like, I just want to let you know, I know what you did, and I don't know how you could do that. Do you guys remember? I yes. let me let me be frank with you. The only bits of of re seasons I I watched are the last two episodes. Oh god, it's a good season. It was a really good season. Like with Crystal as the villain, she was such a good villain, and her being mad that she had to share the group date trophy and saying he was a pencil dick. That was good television. I have a it really was. Can we do the Susie part of the date first? Because I have to go in 20 minutes. We can mostly skip over the Gabby and Rachel stuff, I think. I mean, so here's funny. the deal. In the first five minutes, did you all hear him also say, I think I'm already in love with Susie? And I was like, is the yes. show not ruined? <laughs> no. Is he allowed to say that? I know that all this other shit happens, but I was like, sir? Yeah. So, okay, we'll go through Rachel and Gabby's date, like, so quick, Allie. It's not like there was much to say. Not at all. So this is Rachel's date. They go on a helicopter ride. Then they literally descend into the pit, which is a volcano. Dinner and Clayton LL3's Rachel. They go to the hotel for a fantasy suite. And in the morning, they LL for each other. So Rachel's eyebrows looked normal. I loved it. <laughs> so sometime during the night when the cameras weren't there, they made it to the I love you phase. And then she does like the goodbye, like from the balcony. She's like, Clayton, I love you. And he's like, I love you too. I'm That's sorry, it. but it's so funny to me that the whole season in the preview, they played, I love you too. And then, or I love you. And then in this, it's like, I love you too, Rachel. And I was like, oh my God, I feel completed. Yes. Oh, we finally got like the ending. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, there were also a lot of chunky knits in this episode and they were working on Rachel, not so much on Clayton. But when I wrote a note making fun of him for wearing that horrible yellow sweater, I realized I was wearing a yellow sweater. That's the way I liked it. I I don't know. I like anyone wears mustard and I'm just like, yes, it works. Do whatever you want. I love mustard. <laughs> I wear mustard all of the time. I'm obsessed. But uh, they were in Iceland, remember, Allie? They needed to keep warm. Apparently. I don't know. I, I feel like he should have brought back the uh, quarter zip blazer. Yeah, just bring back a classic. Everyone loves that one. <laughs> So the next day is Gabby, which sends Susie further spiraling. Oh and my god, wait, yeah. So uh, we'll talk about Susie's entire reaction, I guess, later. It's cool. very soon. So Gabby and Clayton go four-wheeling and then into like a coffee shop or restaurant. I couldn't really tell. And then they have their talk and Clayton LL3's Gabby and she's happy. And then they have a fantasy suite in a yurt. And I'm so jealous. This looks so freaking cool. Yo, I did shrooms in a year. It was fun. That is really cool. <laughs> Joshua Tree, get at me. Yeah. Yeah, the top of it is see-through. It's like made out of like clear plastic or glass or whatever. So it yeah. is you can't see the stars and it's really cool and I want to do it. Yeah, it's it's uh, great. I highly recommend. Someone please sponsor my trip to Iceland. Thank you so much. Gabby comes back and we hear Rachel 
talking to Susie like oh my gosh this is the second time you've seen someone come back like how can you do it you must be like doing that must be like so hard and she's just like yep I'm fine I'm fine doing okay I will say one of the things about Gabby that I thought was most interesting is how hardcore they made her the process girl do you know what I'm saying like they had her be the one who's like you know I just think that I would want my partner to explore all their options um and I would be happiest if they had sex with everyone uh and they had her kept keep saying stuff like that with both Rachel and Susie dude bachelorette 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 Mm -hmm. do you want to talk about um what the fuck is her name Susie. Okay, so I like ninety percent of the time have been calling her Sally. Apparently, <laughs> um, I think Sally was the. She was. She lives in our heads rent free. She was on for five seconds. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the whole time Susie's been freaking out because, you know, all of the sudden she's talking about these things. You know, I hope Clayton doesn't have sex with the other women. And I hope he doesn't say he loves them. They just keep repeating similar clips the whole time. Also, at the beginning, Clayton was like, yeah, I'm falling in love with uh, Rachel and Gabby. Also, I might be already in love with Susie. And again, I was like, is that allowed? So his two dates happen. And then it's finally Susie's turn after her spiraling on a spiral staircase. Oh, too good. So, Lauren, take it away. They first go to, like, a geothermal, like, spring state in Iceland. Very, very famous there. And they take turns, like, going in and out of cold cold and hot environments. And you can kind of tell Susie's energy is a little off, but she's playing it cool for the most part. Doesn't mention anything about the other girls or what she's feeling that we see. Eventually, we get to a dinner date. And holy shit, Susie looks amazing. I just have to say mm-hmm. that off the bat. Like, holy shit. She looked like, incredible and her match game was on point. Like a glimmering emerald mini dress. And she just looks gorgeous. Like her earrings match perfectly. Her hair is beautiful. <laughs> like I literally was just like, you are so hot. They show a little bit of conversation. And then Clayton tells Susie that he loves her. And instead of saying it back Susie says wow thank you um I adore you um but like quick thing really quick um you didn't like sleep with anyone or tell someone you love them right because that's like a hard out for me I'm paraphrasing I mean are you gently paraphrasing literally was like um wait I'm sorry can we also mentioned that on Gabby's one-on-one portion, she was like, yeah, the men I've dated in the past haven't really gotten deep with me. And that included Dean and I laughed hard out loud. <laughs> okay, so back to Susie saying, so like you didn't hook up with anyone, right? And I think, okay, so the the hooking up thing, okay. But it is kind of ridiculous that he told other people he loved them, too. Yeah. I could see how that would make you think your relationship is less special than you thought it was. Yeah. But it's not like this is the first time it's happened on the show. No. No. It's just... Wow. Okay, so Clayton says, Okay, well, gonna have to be honest with you, I guess, if I have to, and tell you that I have been telling other women he kind of keeps it singular to cover his ass for a bit before admitting it was both of them you mean when he goes so like if i slept with someone i slept with someone with so if i if i slept with both (laughs) oh shit dude he just like vomited it out he's like there's no getting around this bitch I actually this have a the... that Susie forced him to say, which she's like, well, which one was it? And then he went, both. That's my this favorite. was my second are you allowed to say that of the episode. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, and I'm going to try to recap this without getting 
into it because literally I could dissect and have a conversation about every single word they say. And I'm not trying to do that. I'm going to try to keep this conversation moving along. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm just trying to keep my brain power for the much better show that we're recapping tomorrow. <laughs> so horny to recap Joe Millionaire. I cannot So, wait. so bad. Here's my thing is that Susie tells Clayton that she has thought through every scenario in her head about how this could go and there's not a single scenario in which he has slept with someone and she can move forward with him so this is a deal breaker for her this is an extreme boundary for her a very clear expectation she has that she's kept from him but still held him to a standard I don't like it I really like and I'm not saying that by criticizing the way that Susie went about this, that that makes everything that Clayton did justified and okay, because I don't believe that at all. I think this is a really nuanced conversation between two people who are really hurt, really struggling. And also, I think that I've been talked to in such a way that has desensitized this for me, because during my breakup, like I honestly still have nightmares about it because of the things that were said to me. I, I feel like that might be affecting my view of it too, because I just, I know that feeling of Clayton. We all have that feeling of when that person tells you, well, actually, I don't like you. You know, we just, every fucking human knows that feeling and you're, you are, you're angry. You're like, this isn't fair. Like in my own world, like, but I was doing so much for you. And I didn't feel like anything he said to Susie was unforgivable. I I think it could be categorized as unkind, as defensive, as rude. But I don't think it was like super aggressive, degrading or demeaning. I guess I want to take it in two parts. Like in response to what you said. And I think the first one is the idea that she should have expressed her boundary And I want to say at first I totally agreed. I think my initial reaction was like, well, you went on The Bachelor. You know there's fantasy suites. And like, I don't know, I feel like we all assume they at least do something, right? Yeah. But then... Yeah, what something is too much something. Like, is head too much? But also, like... If you think about the Nick Vial of it all, which, ew, I can't believe I'm saying this. I know. <laughs> but he said on night whatever the hell, maybe not night one, maybe like night three, um, he knew it was going to be Vanessa, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, he didn't hook up with the other two. And, like, one of them was Rachel. She was going to be the bachelorette. The other one was Raven? Yes. Raven. Yes. Who, um, got the, who got who got the uh, the orgasm implication? Yes, uh, at the montage. <laughs> I doubt that man gave her an orgasm. I don't even no. think they hooked up. They did not do anything. Yeah. Well, and so what I'm saying is, if Nick Fayal, who none of us particularly like, knows, like, okay, I really want Vanessa. She's gonna be upset. I'm not sure that Vanessa specifically said this because I believe in interviews he said, yeah, I didn't think she would appreciate that. Clayton at the beginning of this episode, and maybe it was just editing, but he did say, I'm falling in love with these two and I might already be in love with Susie. So to me, that's like, Susie is number one. You know more about Susie because you had two dates with her. So you know somewhat about her background. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, if you're trying to get engaged to Susie and you fuck two other people, like, just to me, I would not be cool with that either. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like because of the show situation, I could see how the line is blurry. I would probably want to say that. Yeah. Before to make sure. I think the other thing that I would add to that is that we're talking about the idea of Fantasy suites, you know, everyone has to have sex in fantasy suites. Most people should not be having sex in the fantasy suites. I mean, right, and a lot of people don't. 
Becca Kufrin famously has said that if she could do it all again, she would talk about politics in the fantasy suite. You know, that is that's the time for you to really be serious and talk about what life looks like after the show. Mm-hmm. If you end up together. I also thought guess- Clayton I would definitely get the clarity on the, like Shanae situation and all the producer shit. But that's because I'm nosy. I think it was just like a tragic miscommunication between the two of them that Susie said, I want you to explore your options. And Clayton took that as permission. But basically, yeah, I felt like she could have expressed the boundary, but he should have handled it a lot better. And also, like, personally, I see where she's coming from. And I guess I see where he's coming from. But it's very hard to imagine a situation where I'm even The Bachelor. Here's another thing that confused me is that everyone was defending Susie by saying like, oh, Susie was perfect. She was telling Clayton that she knew where he was coming from and that she heard him and Clayton didn't do that. Literally the first thing out of Clayton's mouth after she lays, she drops this bomb on him is I can understand your thought process. That's literally the first thing out of his mouth. The first thing he does is validate her. just made me mad i just think people got caught up in the last part and i just think he handled the confrontation so poorly especially when she came back also it was so awkward when she left i was like is she gone forever i have questions it was very confusing to me it seemed like he kind of flipped a switch on the second confrontation and um i agree it was i know people who thought it was like scary and i totally see that i personally like didn't feel that way but i could see like why it would trigger some people but i know um like people have been throwing around different terms and stuff and like do you guys want to go into that what terms like gaslighting and abusiveness and stuff i think it's it's a lot to do with informed consent and like Mm -hmm. what when you're going on this show and you do get to fantasy suites like you do have to have these conversations with people like beforehand like saying like I'm you know that's a that's a boundary for me and at least let me know and that was a conversation he did let her know and I think did they handle the conversation well no but like they both kind of set boundaries too late but they both stuck with them mm-hmm. Rich like posted one of Nick Vile's tweets that I like vehemently disagree with when he's like well when was Susie supposed to tell him this I was just gonna say that well like let's normalize talking about sex and intimacy before you're intimate he literally was like when was he supposed to tell her like during compounds or whatever and it's like yeah actually when you're talking you had the time before they met your parents that you were alone together. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, but fuck Nick Vial, honestly. But that's always that's just not a today thing. That's an everyday. I mean, yeah, that uh, that's fair. Um, I will say though, it's not just Vial. Oh, I'm aware. I did have one more thing to say, okay. which is basically Jesse was like, "Uh, she gone. Sorry." yeah least helpful person in the room jesse literally like clayton was like i still want to make it work and i don't know and jesse was like nah dude she's the bachelorette i don't really know what to say goodbye wow that sucks for you bro he's (laughs) like this is out of the scope uh, that sucks bruh this is out of the scope of what i can give advice for my man I love that they just like so obviously woke Jesse Palmer up to go do that. <laughs> They've done that shit for Chris uh, Harrison too, and he'll be like in his like pajama suit basically with like a and jacket fence. That was yeah. so Colton. I remember did an interview that said not a single producer that he knew was on that scene with Cassie because they all knew that they fucked him over, and so they had to go pull Chris Harrison to be like, "What are you doing?" Okay, bye, Allie. We love you so much. Bye, Allie. Bye, Allie. Um, Genevieve raising her hand and standing up was iconic. Good A fun. mood. <laughs> Me when I want to talk about The Bachelor at work. And Literally I'm same. waiting for permission. <laughs> I need to make everyone watch it so that I can um, create a, a Teams channel. That's such a good idea. 
All right, bye and hello to uh, Matt's sister-in-law. Hey, Matt's sister-in-law. Hi, Matt's sister-in-law. We got more fans. You and Jesse Palmer, our biggest supporters. Uh, Did we forget about Amy? Amy and her baby, Oliver. Jesus. I need to edit a week. This episode, so I didn't get it, and I'll leave it in this time. Hey, Amy and your baby. Well, good thing I didn't. I told her that we shouted her out. That episode. Maybe if you listen to the episodes, Murph, you would know. Look, I haven't listened to any podcast recently. Thank you very much. (laughs) I love that you're like, I'm so busy. I don't even have time to listen to my own podcast. Okay. (laughs) I'm out here slutting and stunting. Yeah, it's very time consuming. Any more thoughts? We really like blew through this. Oh my god, when they said to Shayna, Oh, so really like thoughts at head empty, no thoughts. You heard it here first. I stood up and clapped. That was Shayna. So funny because it just just occurred to me that a lot of people would probably pronounce her name that way. What? But yeah, it was between Shanae and Jill. And when Jesse, it's when Jesse Palmer says, Shanae, I'm gonna give you the last word, and I'm like, oh, are you Jesse? You're gonna give her the last word, and she's like, I, I don't have anything to say, and then Jill goes, nothing in her head. You heard it here first, folks. I just, I lost it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I'm ready for a Rachel and Jill dynamic duo because they were really close in the house, and I'm waiting for them to be friends on Instagram. I'm ready for, we all really like Jill, like, make Jill Bachelorette. Architectural historian? I'm trying to follow her and, like, see if she posts cool houses and stuff. I love that. Same. That's why I studied abroad in Italy. Any more thoughts on this, like, Susie Clayton situation? It's so nuanced to all our listeners. The way you feel is valid. Everyone is bringing their own experiences into this. I don't think this was handled great by Susie. I don't think this was handled great by Clayton. It was handled much worse by Clayton. I think, I just, I also just don't think straight people, especially straight Christian people, like, are aware about how to have conversations about sex. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's, like, an actual issue that is, like, at large needs to be discussed because, like, you can leave this part in. Like, the shit that is going on on TikTok right now is very relevant to this conversation, too. And it is very clear to to myself and I'm sure a lot of you guys and a lot of other people that like people are so not aware of like what actual consensual sexual yeah. intimacy is and how those conversations are supposed to be had and when they're supposed to be had. They're not like supposed to be had like when you're like ripping out like whipping out the condom and ripping it open and being like <laughs> Okay, okay, like, you want this, yes, right? Like, you need to be having these conversations ahead of time, like, regardless of what kind of relationship is happening. I do not view sex as, like, a transaction of love between two people. Mm -hmm. I view it as, like, an expression. And so if someone feels like it was appropriate to express themselves in that way, um, I, I, it doesn't, it just wouldn't, I just... It wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had the same reaction Susie did. And I really just think that is why I view this whole situation the way I do. And I feel that people who identify with Susie because they have those same values and view sex in the same way that they think her response is absolutely valid. And I am not saying that you're wrong because you have those experiences or those views. It's just very different than mine. And I don't want, I what I don't think is right is for people to say, no, this is the standard that we should hold all people to is like Susie's view of sex is how everyone should view sex and how no. it's and I just don't think that's true and I don't think that's healthy. So that's just the part I have problem trouble with. I I agree and I think like I think honestly that they both responded poorly, but they also responded in a way because those are the tools that they have to communicate these things. Like people just don't have the language and it is so nuanced and it is sexual experiences are so wrapped up in people's trauma and their own experiences and their own identities and sexualities. Like if somebody is um, demisexual, you know, like 
they're going to very much identify with really like needing to have a connection with somebody before like they're not going to relate with Cassidy. Like that's the exact opposite of Cassidy, you know? And like, that's going to drastically change somebody's opinions. Whereas like Cassidy probably it it isn't a thing to her. She's like, yeah, as long as we're like, you're telling me you, you might be having sex or you did have sex and we're using protection. Like, you know, I'm, I'm cool with that. And I think it's just like a lot of differences. And I think that, they responded poorly, yes, on both ends. And I think, I just think there needs to be actual professional conversations had at large, like, instead of just leaving the audience with these feelings and um, reactions, instead of like any kind of closure on the conversation of like, here's what it can look like. Like, what is, what is the role model for what these conversations are supposed to look like? Like, what do we have? Yeah. And I mean, I'm really proud of Susie for handling a really difficult conversation with kindness because while I don't agree with the way that she approached it and her decision-making, she was nothing but kind and rational the whole time, which is more than you can say for Clayton. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't do as well in that department. So, I mean, that's, I think that's very admirable that Susie did that. But that doesn't um, exempt her from my criticism. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as somebody who is seeking out non-traditional sexual partners, these conversations, like, aren't easy for anybody. I mean, they are easy for people. I'm just not one of them yet. Yeah. Like, they're still hard to have. It's really hard to have online, too, because when I'm typing out a message, I don't really want to include the whole, like your view is valid and I totally see that now here's my opinion I just like go straight into my opinion and so I think it's like really hard to communicate that way too I'd just rather I'd rather have a conversation with someone but yep that's how it be what about you Richard yeah what about you uh I I I mean I'm very sympathetic to both sides but arguably for me the the key thing is just how Clayton reacted was just so wildly out of pocket. And yeah, what part was so wildly out of pocket? I think like this is the part I'm having trouble understanding is what he did that was like, oh my god. It was it was his overall manner and tone when talking when talking to Susie specifically at the uh, after she came back. You invalidated everything that we have. I don't even know who I'm looking at anymore. Your opinion, it's BS. Not great. Not great. And then he blames her for it, saying that this is out of character, but because you did what you did, this is why you're seeing what you're seeing. I don't remember that part. Yeah. I might have uh, disassociated. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Admittedly, might have disassociated when I was watching it. In my safe place. I also thought it was weird how Susie kind of turned it on him and was like, I can tell you're done with me. And I'm like, girl, you are the one that's ending this. What is happening? Yeah, I th- like, I've like had this kind of argument before, but like in real life and yeah. not when I'm dating 14 other people that like I could get engaged to tomorrow. Yeah. So like, I've been like, fuck you. Like, are you done with me? I'm leaving. Bye. And then I'm literally back. It's then we're like, I mean, that's, that's toxic guys. It's okay yeah. though. It's like um like petty things. It's like not like big arguments. It's like no, and that's how I would you. describe Clayton. And I know people will disagree with me, and I totally understand. But I think the things Clayton said were more like petty, rude, and te- like jabs. And I don't even think he was intending to hurt her. Like he was so hurt, and the hurt was just coming out of him. Let's not tell people that their opinions and feelings don't matter when we're fighting with them, though, because. That's not very nice. Yeah. But have fun editing this conversation. I know it's gonna be a nightmare. (laughs) You know, no, they both significantly suck, but I he he went so far in and also like we have no idea what parts of this conversation were edited out and what was going on in between and throughout like there's just so much more that we don't know to even like have fully formed like no there's like much we can can have opinions but we can't say shit as statement because 
with these fucking shows, they are being manipulated by producers and by the edit. So yes, they said what they said, but we also don't know what was said in between the edit. Like there are saying what assumptions that you have to make in order to form an opinion about this. And that's what was kind of frustrating, frustrating me about having conversations about this earlier in the day is that people were like, well, I assumed that this happened. So obviously this, and I'm like, but I don't automatically assume that. Like, I assume something different. And so it's not that I'm thinking you're wrong. We're, like, basing these opinions on sort of On different perspectives. Yeah. So, oh, my God. It's so complicated, guys. But actually, I'm, like, happy we have something to talk about this season. It wasn't a complete bore fest. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. Thank you so much for joining us on our latest episode of Pit Pod, where we recap the always fun, always nuanced content of The Bachelor. And also, it's been like 7,300 something, something, something days since we've had a clear crown. Boop, boop, boop. Bye, y'all. See ya.